And we all kind we all kind of said they're playing the worst teams possible, <laughs> but May and June they've kind of fallen off from that, but they still have a very good offense and pitching staff. So I, the Rays are still a World Series favorite just based on that, but they have started to fade a little bit, um, as we expected. I think they started to fade a lot of bit. You couldn't. There's no way they could have held up what they were doing at the beginning of the season. No, I mean they're not. It, but this they was have, the argument I had. Some they have a lot of holes. Them, some people were calling them a great team at the end of April. And I was like, they're not a great team. They could now, at this point, I'll say, because of the state of the rest of the East, I think they're still the favorite to win the division now. I think they've made enough of a case there. But so to answer, I don't. Yeah, to answer your question, I think I'll go under. I'm going to take the Braves to make yeah. the World Series. Right. And I think Tampa Bay can be clipped by any of the AL teams that are in contention. I'm with you. I feel the same way. Tampa, by the way, in June has, I'm looking at their offense. Their offense is now seventh, tied for seventh in runs scored, um, which again, it's a good team, but it's not a great team as they were being touted. And pitching wise in June, let's see this. They have the sixth best ERA. So again, a good team. Now let's look at May which is also, you know, since that very easy schedule in April, in May they had the, have to scroll, that's never a good sign, the 17th (laughs) best ERA for pitching and for hitting, they were seventh. So, I mean, they've kind of become a top 10 offense since April, not a top one offense and pitching staff, they're on the upswing again, but you probably are like, maybe they're a top five pitching staff, not a top pitching staff. Yeah. And that makes a difference when playoff time comes. So I don't think that I agree with you. The Braves are a bigger juggernaut to me than the Rays, and the AL is a better league to me than the NL. So for both of those reasons, I think the Rays have a much bigger chance of not making it as the World Series than the Braves. I agree, yeah. And like I said, I, I can see them being clipped by, you know, the AL is a little topsy-turvy right now, but I think – Wherever it ends up, those teams at the end, I mean, the, the good teams always kind of rise, right? Um, the yeah. deadline's a month away. I think those teams who are there, they can clip those the Tampa Bay Rays. They can clip them. So we get to that second tier here. There's like a distinct second tier to me right now in baseball. And a lot of them, all of them, are pretty much teams we didn't expect. And I'm going to amend that. It's not a second tier. I'm not talking about the second best teams. There's another tier we need to review, and it's the upset teams. And those upset teams, we talked about the Rangers earlier, thought they could have a turnaround season for sure. They were already better than the 90-something losses they had last year, but now they're in first place and have the third best record in the AL. And also in the AL, stick to that are the Orioles, who have the second best record. The only reason they're not leading their division is because Tampa's in it. What do you think of the Orioles and Rangers? I mean, are is this a, are these World Series potential teams? I think, or the Rangers, these... I think the Rangers are legit. The Orioles are a nice story, but I don't think they're legit. I kind of feel the opposite. No. Nah. <laughs> I, 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 Rangers are in first place right now. And I mean, they're yeah. the best offense in baseball. Um, and imagine if you put Jacob DeGrom on that team. Imagine if they had a healthy DeGrom. Yeah, I for sure the Degrom. Well, here let's let's look a little deeper into the Rangers. They were the team I think I was most intrigued with when I kind of looked into this. In April, behind the Rays were the Rangers. They had the second most runs in MLB in April. 
in pitching in April, they were 10th in ERA. And these are, you know, it's lazy to a degree, but I'm just, I'm sorry, but that was, in, yeah, that was in May, not April. In June, though, what would you guess? So pitching-wise, what would you guess pitching-wise the Rangers ERA has been ranking-wise in June? Collectively? Yeah, like where would you think they rank in all of MLB and ERA? Maybe middle of the road. Yeah, they're 15th yeah. in MLB. And hitting-wise, now remember, I, uh, they had a historically good start to the – like they were on pace to have the most runs ever. Uh, they are – they were second in April, like I said. And then if we go to May, they were second. So <laughs> April and May, I mean, this, this was the most consistent hitting in baseball – in June, they are sixth, so a little bit of a fall off. Um, they're falling off a little bit. I, I mean, they're but they don't need to be historically good. They're probably they're they're flirting with a one hundred win pace. This is my main purpose, though, with the Rangers. It's not to be down on them. I never have been a big believer in their pitchers. I do think Evaldi's also going to get hurt. They didn't really have any injuries besides Degrom, who we knew was going to get hurt. I think the Orioles are, first of all, the better put together team. Um, that offense can play. They only have upside with Henderson and Roth and uh, Adley there. The bullpen's fantastic in Baltimore, which you can't say about Texas. And, and furthermore, they're going to have more metal because the Orioles are playing in the hardest division in baseball, and they are playing the hardest teams 56 times this season. And the Astros are in the West. I, I mean, the Astros being in the West is what would scare me the most. Because not only is Tampa easier to overcome, but the Astros could still take the West. And if you're talking about Texas now without DeGrom in a best of three or, um, you know, even in an ALDS against whoever comes out of it, I, I'm going to trust the Orioles more to make a run than I am if they're both wild cards. And that's my fear. You know, if Texas is a wild card, you're talking about a play-in, just like the Orioles. Orioles don't exactly have an ace either, but they've got a bullpen that can shorten games a lot. I'm a little worried about Texas if Houston goes on the run. And I haven't talked about Houston yet. We'll wait for Henry to get back to. Um, I haven't talked about Houston yet, but here's my thoughts on Houston. I First of all, never in their run have they made, have they won back-to-back -back World Series. They won last year, obviously. They did make back-to-back -back World Series the last two years. Um, but Houston, to me, is an ALCS caliber team. It's not meant to throw shade. That's still a top two team in the AL top four. But this is a year where so far they look a little more like 2018 when they lost to ALCS, a little more like 2020 when they were under 500 the regular season, but then became Houston in the playoffs and didn't make the World Series anyway. I think they've fallen off a little. They lost Verlander. They've lost Garcia for the season. Urquidy's been hurt. He's on the 60-day DL IL. Jordan Alvarez has been hurt. Altuve was hurt. They're going through it a little bit. So they've got some injuries. Camera yeah. fell, everything fell. <laughs> oh, we're having a rough 24 hours of technology. Tell me about it. Sorry. Uh, what I was saying is that Texas worries me for two reasons. One is that I think the Orioles are a better put-together playoff team. Um, because they've got a phenomenal bullpen and Texas doesn't. Neither has a great rotation to me. They both have really good offenses. 
but my main reason is I think Houston can pass Texas. We haven't seen the best of Houston. They've been banged up. I just went through all their injuries. Yeah. Aaron adding McCullers, but he's always out. But I mean, they they're they already lost uh Verlander. Garcia's out for the season. Berkwood, he's been on the 60-day IL. Altuve was out for the beginning of the season. Alvarez is hurt. Isn't it that great? What's that? Isn't it great? Yeah, it's, don't get me wrong. I love it. But I think Houston's going to go on a run. They're only five back. That's not insurmountable. And if you want to phrase it as Texas and Baltimore are both wild card teams that have to play a best of three, I like Baltimore's chances better. So I just can't see Baltimore beating any of those AL teams. I just I can't. Why? <laughs> let's Let's think about it, though. Say that the Rays finish with the best record, right? They're going to get a bye. And then say Houston, because they're just annoying like this, finishes by winning the West. They're going to get the second bye, even if the AL East team has a better wildcard record. So they're going to get a bye. Now you're looking at Baltimore playing the central winner as the top wildcard, right? Am I, mean, I doing that? Well, it, no, if, no. If – if Central Texas winner play the worst wild card. If Texas holds off, you can have a situation where Baltimore may play Houston. Yes, I this is how I see it playing out. I think Houston's going to still win the West. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, actually, Baltimore is going to play Texas head to head in right. a best of three because the AL Central winner is going to play the worst wild card, which in this scenario is going to be either Toronto, New York, or LA. I would watch um, So I, I I guess I what would you take? Orioles versus Texas head uh, straight I, up. I would take Texas. Even with Baltimore having a home field advantage. Even with I mean, it's the same ballpark essentially. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's that's where we differ. I think Baltimore is a better team than Texas right now. Uh, and they have a better record by a game and a half for what it's worth. Playing in the AL East, which is a harder division. But we'll see. I, I mean, they're 33 run differential. Texas is 147 run differential. So that is a huge point for you, Henry. Yeah. A big. <laughs> Baltimore big. Does, does not win big. I mean, uh, Mullins is out too. He's on a DL, I believe. Mullins and Mountcastle both yeah. hurt. So that's kind of where the, that might be. The, that Those might be the two most intriguing teams to me in the AL. I have I don't know where they're going to finish. And it wouldn't surprise me if they went on a playoff run. It also wouldn't surprise me if they didn't win a playoff game. Not at all. So what? Houston, you can never count out. They've been very banged up. They've lost seven of 10, and there's no guarantee to me. I was saying this too. They've made the World Series the last two years, but they've only, they have never won it back-to-back years. They won it last year. They look a little more 2018-2020 to me than their World Series teams. I think they're an ALCS caliber team instead of a World Series caliber team this the, year. The O's? The Astros. Oh, I mean, I mean, look, un- until they don't do it, you you have to kind of put them there, right? I automatically put them in the ALCS. I mean, <laughs> that, they've no, earned that. Look, they've they've earned that. They they've earned yeah. no matter what. You got to give that to them because when the shit hits the fan, Dusty Baker buckles them down, and and they've been there the last three four years. I mean, it's what it is. Yeah, and they've made the World Series 22, 21, 19, and seventeen. Now seventeen, nineteen, we can say what we want about it, but. Yeah. Uh, even since the cheat, it, since it's been impossible basically to cheat in the way they were, they've still made the World Series two out of three years. So they're the favorites. 
I just have a feeling that they can be bested this year because they've just been very banged up. I don't know if it's going to change, but I just hope if it happens, it happens by us. Sure. And that's not going to happen. So I wouldn't get my hopes too far up. Um, and we'll, we'll switch back to the AL because it's very interesting to play off potential playoff matchups, but let's go to the NL with the, that same kind of ilk, those same teams that we didn't expect. And that's the Marlins, the Reds and the Diamondbacks. Um, Reds, I don't take too seriously. There's a good chance they're not even going to make the playoffs, but they're in a good, they're a good story with some good youth and they're headed in the right track. You agree with that? I agree with that. The Marlins maybe are the most confusing baseball team in all of the majors, because I don't know why they're good. (laughs) They have a negative 15 run differential. They're in the NL East, which is not as bad as the NL Central. They're 11 over 500, which again, first half, they could very well fall off, not even make the playoffs. But at this point, we've got a half season under our, you know, under our belts and they're 11 over. That's not chunk change. What do you make of the Marlins? Is this a playoff team? No, no. I think it's a fun story. I think it's a a cute story, but I, I, I can't take them serious. Let's put it a different way. If the Marlins don't make the playoffs, I assume you have at least two teams in the West who are going to win wild cards. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's what we thought from the beginning. Yeah, like the Dodgers to me are a lock to make the playoffs. I think I think we thought they probably that, win the division if we're I being honest. We thought that with the AL East and the American League and the AL and L West and then nationally, we thought that the wild card teams would be coming from there. Yeah. Uh, the Giants have been a surprise, but they're not that big of a surprise to me because they were fantastic in 2021. So they're kind of doing that little magic stuff again in 2023. Yeah, they're getting Conforto's there. He's been great. Yastrzemski's having a solid year. Their entire outfield pretty much is producing. L- Lamont Wade has turned into Juan Soto with on-base percentage. Um, Tyro Estrada is having a fantastic year. He's cooled off recently, but he's been great. They, they've got they're getting that year again where they're getting production from everywhere. Um, but really, the, it's the Diamondbacks we have to discuss in the West, because in my mind, the Dodgers and either the Giants or Padres, they're they're both going to make the playoffs. Maybe all three still. I haven't given up on the Padres or the Diamondbacks. Gonna it's make the it's playoffs. really it's hard. For, it's hard for me to give up on the, the Padres. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I mean, at some point I have to because. No matter how much talent they have, they just can't put that shit together, man. This is three it's, straight years now. It's tough. Uh, they have so much talent on that roster. There's no and, right. Reason, it just doesn't mix. There's no reason that it, sh- it, it. There's no reason that they're playing the way they're playing. It's it's they have the best guys that do everything the best individually. And what makes it worse is they have a positive run differential, which is plus thirty one is fifth. In the NL, sixth, sorry, one behind the Cubs. Uh, Fourth in their own division. (laughs) Yeah, right. And fourth in their own division, but they they don't have a bad run differential. They're definitely playing below those means. And we saw what happens when they get hot last year when they made the NLCS run. Yeah. So it's tough to stomach the fact that they're 37 and 41 right now and and can't score runs with that offense. It's that thing that you get Padre fatigue, right? They're supposed to be good for so many years now and you kind of get tired of it. They have all the best players. 
But if they do it, you, are we really surprised? Like, no, that they're supposed no, to. Do yeah, they have, I'm not. They're spending all this fucking money. They're trading for everybody. They're, they're, they're signing everyone. They're supposed to be winning. Now, Carlos and Jacob are both in right now. Uh, Carlos bringing up a pretty good point, which is that the Marlins have that record in part because the Mets have been so bad. Just so you guys both know, we're going to get to the Mets in a second because we have another tier of teams we have to discuss. But to finish up this thought, what is Henry, the record? What's their record head to head against the Mets? The Marlins against the Mets? Yeah. I'll pull it up. I don't think it's very favorable for the Mets. I just the Marlins are just so strange. And by the way, last I checked, they were beating the snot out of the Red Sox at Fenway, too. Um I'm okay with that. Yeah, they let's check. Yeah, they're up six one in the seventh. Mets, by the way, up 7-0 on the Brewers right now. Intriguing. All right, so I'm going through the Marlins' schedule Actually, right now. Actually, the Marlins have won two of six, eight, nine games against the Mets. So they're 2-7? and 2-7. and seven. Oh, That does surprise me. All right, so the Mets own them. Yeah. Um, and to finish up my thought, though, we know the Braves are going to make the playoffs. We know someone's going to win the Central. Who are your other four wildcard teams in the NL? If we are discounting, you're discounting the Marlins. I'm not sold, but I kind of lean with you. Who are your other four playoff teams? It's it's six in total, right? Yeah. So we've got Braves and whoever wins Central doesn't matter. Is it gimme? I have Braves Brewers. Mm -hmm. My preseason prediction was the Phillies, I think, to get a spot. Which there's three over now so they're right. on the right track they're three over and how far are they from the wild card i mean they they're only three be... games back from the wild card yeah so I, it's not i'm gonna a i'm gonna stick with that i'm gonna stick with the braves the brewers the phillies and i i guess by default three nls teams yeah three of the four okay uh, so you're, you're... I, I, yeah, I kind of lean with you. The Phillies are another team, like the Padres. I don't think they're as talented as the Padres, but they are a team you expect to be in the wild card hunt. Um, and I do think at least three. I think three NL West teams do make the playoffs in some order. Do you think the Diamondbacks are one of those teams? I, it's funny you read my mind. I was just about to say I can see a situation where the Diamondbacks fall behind those three teams and don't even make the playoffs. Here's the thing that's here's here's your death your death sentence if you're the Diamondbacks. They're only three games from falling into third place, right? In the NL West, so Giants, Dodgers, we'll say the Brewers because we both agree on that. Braves, that's four playoff teams. Now you're talking two teams have to jump them. The Phillies, as we mentioned, are basically six behind them right now with half a season to go. I it's it's you've got the Padres I, and then you've got the Mets and the Marlins. I was so high on the Mets entering this season, man. And right now they are eight and a half back of a wild card spot. A perfect segue because now I wanted to discuss the teams who have been the most disappointing. And you cannot have, I'm sorry, Jacob, and I'm sorry, Carlos, but I'm also sure you already know this. You cannot have a four hundred million dollar payroll and be eight games under 500 in fourth place 
and not be the most disappointed. They're the most disappointing team in baseball. I I don't disagree. I was going to say maybe the Dodgers, but at the very least, the Dodgers have a winning record. Dodgers are nine over in the playoffs. Nine over, yeah. Yeah. So it's not them. The Mets are eight under. They're think, 16 games behind the Braves. I don't we think thought I, they would have a divisional race. I can't disagree. I think it's the Mets. The Mets are the most disappointing club so far in the first half. By the way, Mets fans, and I don't mean to pile on. I really had the intention of not piling on anyone this entire night. This is you can appreciate what the Yankees have done the last 30 years, because until the Mets came on board two years ago with with their new owner, the Yankees were the de facto highest spending team, even though the Dodgers outspent them, I think, a couple of those times in the last decade. Um, And the Yankees never had a season under 500. So it was like teams got joyful. They didn't win the World Series, didn't make the World Series, whatever. But they were always a playoff competitor. Even when they didn't make the playoffs, they still won 85 plus, 86 plus games. Yeah. They've never had a season like the Mets are having right now. <laughs> Eight games under 500 halfway through the year, 16 games out of the division. And what did we say? Six games out of the final playoff spot. And this is an extended, expanded, expanded playoff. You, you know what's crazy? Seasons. To fix the Mets, you just need the guys on the Mets to play better. And I don't see everyone playing better at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I think Steve Cohen can take on an ugly contract and get some prospects. But they're more than one player away right now. He can't fix this at the deadline with money. And the Mets would be stupid. I would, I would rather, if I'm a Mets fan, I'd rather lose 90 games this year than give up prospects to try and fix this. I agree. Maybe Vientos. He's the only one I can see. I might trade him for the right deal, but you have to hang on the bait. Call me crazy. You're gonna call me crazy. Ready? Trade Peter Lonzo. So this gets to my other point because the Mets you can do a deep dive into right now. Peter Lonzo is the next guy who has to get paid, right? He's already Cohen's already paid McNeil and he's already paid Beatty. I mean, he's already paid Nimmo. Sorry. Um. Their entire rotation, we've discussed this ad, ad nauseum, is going to have, have to essentially be replaced minus Senga soon. And McGill and Peterson have not proven this year that they are those guys. And we've a lot of people, Mets fans included, thought those were the guys going into this year. Verlander is old, and he's showing it with his health. Scherzer's old, and he's showing it with his performance. Carrasco's basically done. It leaves you with Senga. So the rotation is where you're going to probably have to spend money if you're Cohen anyway. The bullpen's been bad. I, I think there's some upside there because Diaz is out for the year. Um, they've had some relievers who have just had uncharacteristically bad seasons. And the bullpen, like I said, I'm not terribly frightened about having to replace over time. I think that's an easier thing to fill. But the offense, Henry, what you alluded to, that's where you're worried. Yeah. because. Nimmo's locked up, McNeil's locked up, Lindor's locked up. You have to make a decision on Alonzo, and then you have to have Beatty and Alvarez and probably Mauricio all pan out if you're going to move Vientos. It's a lot. It's a lot to ask. (laughs) The problem is he's he's played like shit since he's been called up, so it kind of hurts a little bit of his draft capital. Yeah, I think, I think the kid is amazing. I think the kid is amazing. I think he's going to be a star in the league. But when you come up and you play like shit, 
you know, and, and some fans will say it's because he wasn't playing every day, you know, but I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm trading the old guys. I'm trading Peter Alonzo. If you want Peter Alonzo back, then you just fucking sign him in a year. Here's my problem. Starling Marte. You want to hear something? You want to hear a weird stat? Starling Marte's OPS, I mean, his his on-base percentage is 305. That's not a 312, right? Yeah. It's not bad. Do you know what his slugging is? 337. His slugging is that close to his on-base percentage. That's bad. He's doing nothing. And if you're going to be a speed demon as he is, you got to have higher than that. Uh, 312, you're right. It's not not bad by MLB standards, but he needs to be in that 340 range if you're going to not have any power. Yeah, I, I just I I would just trade as many of those old guys and try to get something back for them. And Peter Alonzo, you actually, him, and I think that brings back something very, very good. Yeah. Um, my problem with that is the lineup construction. I actually agree with Carlos here. I think trading McNeil's your better bet because you've got a bunch of I would guys. Trade him too. That's yeah, that could be extreme, but they could they might have to do that at this point. But Alonzo, so, wait, wait, it gets better. So I gave you Starling Marte's numbers. Yeah. Here's Jeff McNeil. His on-base percentage, 337. It's really good, right? Yeah. He's slugging 320. He's actually slugging less than he's getting on base. Yeah. Uh, Alonzo, my problem is he's the only guy who's a, a major power threat. Yeah. And they need they needed more power. And he's, he, he's hitting. He's, his slugging is 529. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. So you, in my mind, you have to lock up Alonzo, but that might only cause more problems for them because there's even more money committed. I don't know. Um, it's tough. It's a, it's a tough situation because the pitching and the offense are so they're they're in bad shape age wise and financially, which we can say about a different New York team too. Kind of also relying on their prospects, but we're not there yet. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think trade Alonzo. The guys are losing their shit in the comments. I'm telling you, trade Alonzo. I I agree with the Mets fan. It's a tough sell though because he's part of what you need. You need to acquire a guy like that. You should. You could get a if you can get a young, controllable starter like Ace. But then you have no offense. They don't have offense right now. <laughs> That's the pro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I, you can't, I rather you know I, mean? I rather roll the dice with a shitload of pitching if I'm not going to have any offense. And the other thing, too, to keep in mind, it's not even a two-year fix because this offseason for hitters is awful. Is you got a few pitchers. Yeah, I mean, Otani aside, it's awful. It's a really bad winter upcoming for hitters. You got Stroman and a few interesting pitchers, but hitters is awful, and you can't be Steve Cohen in this spot and say, hey, I'm going to rebuild for three years. That's the spot they're in. This yeah. is a, this is what it feels like to have expectations and an owner who spends. It's not always all it's, all it's cracked up to be. Nice. You got to have the right people. I, I know is Billy. I don't think we thought Billy Epler was the right choice from the jump. No, I never liked Billy. Oh, are you kidding me? I think the Cashman the, disciple so, look, I, the Angels. A, a lot of fans are calling for Buck Showalter's head. I'm sorry. Buck Showalter's a good manager. So this I'll was take, asked earlier. I'll take Buck over fucking Aaron Boone every day, any day, right now, yesterday, tomorrow, any fucking time. I'd take anyone named Buck <laughs> over Aaron Boone. So that, that's not a revelation. But uh, this was asked earlier. Do you think if the Mets don't make the playoffs that Buck Showalter survives? It? I think that's a cheap scapegoat. I do too. I think it's I a cheap scapegoat, and I think he's owed more than that in the game of baseball. 
He's so, not like a, a, a an up and coming manager or someone who doesn't have, you know. But he is the guy who gets things. fired a lot. What and what happens when he gets fired? He goes and rebuilds a different team. The next team, they the team he left wins the next year. <laughs> I would, yeah, I'm. I wouldn't fire Buck. It wouldn't shock me because here's Cohen has to decide now what get, type of one. I get rid of be. Epler before I get rid of Buck. And if the oh, you Epler's good as gone. Yeah. There's and if no the new GM, if the new GM says, "Hey, I want to bring my own manager," then that's a different conversation. That's a fair point. You know, but that's what I, I would do. I get rid of Billy Epler first, and whoever you replace him with, say, "Hey." You do what you want to do with the manager. If you want to hire a new manager, hire a new manager. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of smoke with Stearns. I don't know if that's a wishful thinking from the Mets, the Stearns from the Brewers. I mean, that's um, it's been the case for how long now? Two, three yeah, years? Yeah, I mean, that obviously should be the guy or a Theo. Theo, this might intrigue Theo, but I, you know, he may also want to be a commissioner. I have no idea. Uh, you know my feeling about Theo. Theo Epstein is the next commissioner of baseball. Yeah, I know. Um, this would be a situation he would, I think, come out of his little hole for, though. Unlimited payroll, big market, another team that hasn't won in 30-something years. That's does, a he Theo has, does Theo have anything to prove? He's already he's going into the Hall of Fame in the executive. No, way. if I'm Theo, I'm just like, I can sleep with women in every single city that I bring a World Series you're to. You're young, it. you're rich, you're well-respected. <laughs> Everything you touch turns to gold. You're going into the Hall of Fame. If you're Theo, the only thing left to do is become the commissioner of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And that's look, that's an easy sell because everyone hates Manfred. Right. Especially after the motherfucker says that he realizes it was a mistake not to penalize the Astro players. I know yeah. we didn't talk about that. We didn't have a plan to such but... an idiot. Um Theo's a long shot, I'll give you that. I think Stearns is their guy. It makes a lot yeah, of sense. I think it is. I think it's true. I think you have to fire Epler because here's the thing. Like Cohen now is is facing the music because 2021 he came aboard. I think Mets fans were willing to give that one year reprieve because the 2020 Mets were so bad. 2022 was a year and they won 100 games. It's not like it was a terrible regular season, but they flamed out in the playoffs for the exact reasons I said they would. And now you have this version of the Mets that's very, very disappointing. Yeah. So in my mind, if you're Cohen, you have to come up with something in 2024. You can't just go into a rebuild. This is what happens when you have when you set the expectations he set, like Steinbrenner before him. You got to make something happen. And and I never liked the way this Mets team was built long term. And no matter what you say about Scherzer pitching better right now, by the time October comes, that dude's done. And every year that goes by, he's even more done. They're not built well. They're not built to win right now. They weren't ever built to win a World Series in my mind, and it's only getting worse. So they're in a bad spot. It's a bad spot to be in. I know they've got prospects, but it's a bad spot to be in when you have to rely on them with a $400 million payroll. I'm looking at the list of MLB free agents. It's bad. Bring, yeah. Just mention it's, some of those hitters. It's so bad. It's really bad. Javi Baez has an opt-out, which he's clearly not going to take. Josh I would Donaldson. rather hit myself with a shoe repeatedly than sign Javi Baez to be my offensive savior. The the prize free agents are Otani, Aaron Nola. Yeah, which he can't hit. Matt Chapman. Austin Nola can't even hit. Yeah, Matt Matt Chapman is he got basically having a resurgence. He's having a resurgence. Lucas Giolito, which I mean, you don't even know what he is. Blake Snell, another one who's, you know, 
Luis Severino, somebody's going to pay him. He's only 29 years old. Yeah, uh, there's some more smoke in the chat. I, I think this is the best thing the Mets can do. And I've talked about with this about some Mets fans. Trade for Soto if that's an option, which it could be. I'm not, it's not a guarantee because the Padres have money too and they traded their entire farm for him. Um, I don't think it's a guarantee he hits free agency, but maybe the Padres want to recoup a little. If you trade for Soto, you have to be prepared to give him that four to five hundred million dollar contract. Yeah. Um, and I think in that case, you can trade a McNeil, you can let uh Marte, Canha, all of those mid-tier guys go. And maybe you can afford to have an Alonzo and a Soto long term, and then you're all in with that core, and there's no no if ands or buts about it. Uh, Frank, I think so is their Frankie Lindor pass. needs to hit like he's a fucking $300 million player. Yeah, Lindor's got to be better. Well, you know, this was a contract. Some Mets fans named Sean, I won't say who, loved that contract, hate everything the Yankees ever do. We said, look out for those hamstrings and that on-base percentage. And Lindor is uh, not even halfway through that contract. And look what's happening. He's hitting home runs, It's but I... I He's not a home run guy. Put the ball in play, get your base hits. Oh. He's, he's hitting 223. I don't care about home runs if you're hitting 223 and then low average. Yeah. Um he leads all, I think he leads all shortstops and home runs, but he's still only slugging 420, 442. I mean. And I saw I missed out on the Otani sweepstakes. I had written a very long post about it like a month ago, including the contract prediction. He's not leaving the West Coast because there's too many options on the West Coast. I agree. So Seattle, LA, dark horse. He returns to the Angels if they make the playoffs, but I doubt it. Texas is my real dark horse, but you're really looking Seattle, LA, Dodgers. Yeah, um, both LA. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't pass put it past Audi Marita or Pam. Yeah, I mean, Angels, Rangers, Padres, Mariners, Dodgers, and San Francisco are probably the six teams I'd take against the entire field. But if you're Otani, why would you go back to L.A.? He's a weird dude. <laughs> to be honest, he, like I've now read his biography as well. Like I, I thought it was weird when he came here and didn't take 100 plus million. He, he came here because he wanted to prove himself. That's strange. He chose the Angels because they were family friendly and he liked Mike Trout. That's strange. My choice was, was always Seattle and I'm going to stick with Seattle. Seattle to me has always made the most sense, even the first time around. But now you got Julio there too. So he still doesn't have to be the guy. He has a very rich Japanese history there. Although he, Julio's, Julio's no, no longer playing like the guy either. <laughs> no, he's not. But, you know, sophomore slumps happen. I'm not ready to give up on Julio. No, no. That kid is guys. too talented and too young to give up yeah. on. Another electric guy, not quite as Ellie De La Cruz electric. He's not as fast, but he's very electric. Goes to show you, this game is not easy, man. It, it, no, these teams adjust easy. to you. They 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 get the tape. They adjust. They look at your numbers. They this this game is not an easy game to play. No, um, but to me, the Mariners have the most going. They'll compete. They're in the same division he's familiar with. Um, they have another superstar who can kind of take face of the franchise. Otani doesn't necessarily want that. They you don't think so. I don't think so. I, I just he's a like I said he's a screen. He wants to be the best for sure. Like he, he does this whole pitching hitting thing because he wants to be the best player ever. But he doesn't necessarily need the spotlight that comes with it. I don't know. I, I, I think he he's had that when he was in Japan. 
you saw how he reacted with it with the World Baseball Classic. I, I think he, the kid was fucking born to be in Yeah, I don't think he shies away from big moments. I know I make fun of him a lot for that, like, like getting killed at Yankee Stadium every time he comes. But I don't think he shies away from big moments. I just think don't think he needs the spotlight. Like some guys need, like A-Rod needed. No, spotlight. yeah, he doesn't need it, but he knows. I think he knows that wherever he's go, he's going to be the talk of the town. Yeah, well, that I think he's accepted for sure. So if, if you want, if you wanted, is going to verify that. If he wanted to be paired with a guy that could probably outshine him, then you're coming to New York and you're playing with Aaron Judge, and that's not happening. Right. He's not coming to I, – and the Mets fans could throw – I mean, the Mets can throw – Mets could throw $600 million at him. I still don't think he'll come to the Mets. So. Um, um, in this way at all. Half-season – picks for championship series world series we kind of touched on the world series we both think the braves have no reason not to be there who do you think they play in the nlcs the braves <laughs> yeah and you got to do a kind of a little bit of math here right because the braves will get a buy and then you have to imagine the nl west winner will get a buy which we both don't vince, think will be the vince, diamondbacks vince vince we're playing hypotheticals just have fun with it brother you don't have no Gotta be as you, you, you don't gotta do that. Got as accurate as possible. I'm gonna say I'm still gonna say the Dodgers. I'm going to say I like the way the Giants match up with the Dodgers. I really do. And the Dodgers, with all their star power, just don't scare me as much as they should. Um, they don't, said, but they 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 always find their way there, right? To me, it's granted, the they Braves. always find a way to choke. But yeah, to me, it's the Braves, Dodgers, Padres, and Giants, and I. The Dodgers are the smart <laughs> Wait a minute. To play the Wait a minute. Are you doing what I'm doing? You you're saying that Arizona's not making the playoffs, like I said. <laughs> I think they can make the playoffs. I just don't take that. They have no pitching. Like they have no starters. So I, I don't take them seriously as a playoff team. They're a fun story. They've got some guys there who are exciting. They've got a lot of speed, which I always appreciate. I don't think they're going to make a noise in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to stick with the Giants. With the Giants or Dodgers? Sorry, jo- of Dodgers. Yeah, Sorry, right. I was looking at the Giants. Uh, Dodgers are smart. I mean, Dodgers Braves would be good for baseball too, as a juggernaut NLCS matchup. I can agree with that. It's boring, but I can agree with it. What about for the NL? I mean, for the AL. I I, I think we see another rematch. Yankees Astros. The Yankees. Yeah. Well, we're about to open a whole can of worms discussing the Yankees specifically, but uh, I don't think the Yankees have an ALCS team. And I'm kind of with you with the Astros. They still scare the hell out of me. I have no reason to think anyone's that much better than them. I don't want to pick Astros Rays. That's just so obvious. Uh, whatever. You know what it I, is? We, I think we both see the Rays as being very beatable. Yeah. It's just a matter of are they beatable in the DS or CS for me? Right. I don't think they're going to make the World Series. Would it shock me if they made the CS? No. They have so, earned that. Here's my thing. Here's here's my thing. I, I think the Yankees because you have guys that are out. You have big guys that are out hurt, right? And And – Ideally, you want your guys to be healthy. And I think if they get Aaron Judge back this year healthy, I think if Giancarlo Stanton finds his dick again, 
I think if Carlos Roldan ever starts throwing a pitch in a Yankee uniform again, I think one more rehab start, by the way, you know, you, you, you're talking about a very formidable lineup, you know, you're talking about Cole Rodon and you take your pick of, of either Nestor or Severino. And, and those guys are pitching against number three or four of the other team. It's, it's, it's well, not crazy. Well, let me ask you this, two questions in regards to that line of thinking. One is, do you think what happened to the Yankees in the playoffs last year was solely because they faced Astros pitching? Or do you think they were a very beatable playoff offense? No, they're very beatable playoff offense, and they still are. Okay. Yeah. Two is, I think we can both concede they're not winning the division. Is that fair to say? The Yankees? Yeah. They're nine and a half back, and they're five and a half behind the Orioles. Um, I think they can. I, I just think we, we live in weird times where teams don't give a shit if they win the division or not. Well, especially, I mean, the Yankees have proven yeah. that year after year. I, I, I don't think that they care enough. I think as long as they make the playoffs, they're happy. Yeah. Um, so with that said, they're playing a play in a best of three. Do you still think that they have the best chance of getting to the CS? Yeah. yeah. If, sure. right. if you have to cool. play the best of three and you're throwing Cole and Rodon, I mean, come on. The more I think about the Orioles, the more I think they've got play in loss written all over them. <laughs> just they just seem like that kind of franchise um the centroid is going to get bombed by yeah. whoever, whoever whoever plays them is going to kick their ass here's this is the dream this is what i'll say about the yankees i'm i'm very i'm much less optimistic than you are obviously i don't think on paper the yankees are an alcs team and i don't think that offense is good enough to make a world series or probably not good enough to win the alcs and i'm not even convinced Aaron judge is going to come back healthy so all of that out, let's all throw that aside. Rodon, I do believe at this point, is going to pitch and stay healthy the rest of the year. He should be here around 4th of July. Um, and I do think Nestor, I don't know what's going on with him. I do think he'll come back at some point and be more effective than he was. So to your point, we're already looking at <laughs> Cole, Rodon, Severino, and Nestor in a playoff rotation. That's nasty. That's really good. I don't actually feel the need to acquire a starter at the deadline for the first time in years because Schmidt has turned his season around. And Brito, Vasquez, and uh, Louis Gill, by the way, coming back, those are guys who can fill in. And Herman. And and Herman, who's been very good. Yeah, so they've got eight starters of depth, and and that's not including Montez, who's not guaranteed to be out for the year either. Yeah, forget about him. (laughs) So we've got eight or nine options. I don't actually want the Yankees to go after a starter, and if their starters are healthy, playoffs offense, they need high contact guys. They need a lefty power bat. Yeah, so I would trust them in a best of three to win that series, and they'd be playing the AL Central more than likely because I don't think they're going to catch the Orioles, and I think that. Next wild card is going to come out of the West, either the Astros or Rangers, no matter how you divide it. So to me, the last spot in the AL comes down to the Yankees, Jays, and Angels. Two of them aren't going to make the playoffs. Do you agree with that? Do you think the Orioles and one of the West teams is guaranteed a wild card? I don't think the Orioles make it. Wow. You are really low. What what about the Orioles makes you so I I don't think that they're I don't think they're as good as they're playing. But I think they were just, great the second half of last year. They were. It's and a now cute, they're even better. It's a cute story, but. 
Well, let me ask you this. When do they stop becoming a huge story and start becoming a team that's winning a lot of games? Uh, I, I, it's not going to happen. It's not. Well, what do they, because they have a big farm system still. They do. do Now ask me if I think the Orioles will be a very dangerous ball club in two years. Yeah. Wow. To me, they don't have the starting pitching, but they have a really scary bullpen. Yep. Um, And the offense is, I think, a really well-built playoff offense. I don't think it's the best offense, but I think it's a really good playoff type of offense. Those guys grind at bats. They make a lot of contact from what I see. And they've got some guys who can get hot. I don't think they have like the... Do you you know who you just described? The Cleveland Not the Guardians. You, you described the Cleveland Guardians. Well, that's why I think the Guardians will win the Central. The Guardians' offense has made no sense to me this year. I didn't think it would be a juggernaut, but to have 302 runs in 77 games is just doesn't make sense. They're not built on offense. They're just but slap they, happy guys. I know, but they got better in the offseason, I thought, on offense, and they're even worse somehow. So. I mean, I I do. Marlins up ten one. By the way, oh, they shit. That rules. Um. So anyway, it it's. I am. I think the Orioles are gonna are gonna make the playoffs for sure. I don't know if they're gonna be the top wild card, but to me, it's the Yankees, Jays, and Angels for that last spot. And I will say, I don't think the Angels are gonna make the playoffs. So to me, the Jays and Yankees are fighting for that last playoff spot. And the Jays have a lot more money that they can use at the deadline. I don't know what's going on with Alec Manoa getting bombed by teenagers in Bro, low A. His season's getting worse. You want to talk about a Strowman match? It's the Jays. Yeah. Jays are a great matchup match yeah. to get Strowman. Um, Imagine Strowman going say, back to Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah um i honestly don't i to me just by default the dodgers would trade for otani and then also lock him up like that to me is something i could see them doing and i mean la is kind of in it now so it's hard but they'd be fools not to trade otani yeah like i i don't actually see a lot of trade partners for him i thought it was Um, uh, that report that came out that the Yankees tried, you know, gave a substantial offer for Otani yeah. last year, I thought was interesting. Who? Wait, who did? The Yankees. Oh, well, it obviously didn't work. So, um, I think they're afraid. Maybe, I think they're afraid of the off the field stuff, right? Because Otani brings in big money. Forget well, about problem, yeah. He brings I, in big money. The problem with Otani in general is it's a terrible decision for the Yankees organization. He would fix two problems, which is great, especially with Severino and Milwaukee. But at what expense? Because you're going to lose Volpe, Dominguez, Peraza, and probably another top prospect as a rental. And then you have to turn around and pay him $500 million. And they've already got four and guys. And he's going to get around. Tommy John. And then he's going to get hurt. Yeah, never play again. So that's just a bad comment. So I and. That's all with the consideration he would actually play in New York, which I'm not convinced of that either. So Yankees are a bad matchup for him. Yeah, like I, he's I, a great matchup for any team, but I would love him on the team, but what it takes to get him isn't worth it. 
It doesn't make sense. The Yankee, this is why I'm, it wouldn't shock me if the Yankees didn't make the playoffs only because they don't have a lot to work with at the deadline. They're making the playoffs. Like, yes, Judge can come back and maybe Bader stays healthy the rest of the year. Maybe Rizzo breaks out of his slump. Maybe Stanton is better than a 180 hitter. Maybe they finally get rid of Donaldson and call up their second best prospect from last year who hit 300 in the majors. Please don't start there because you know my feelings on that. Maybe they do any of those things, Henry, or maybe they do a combination of those things. It's going to piss me off because they're going to call up Raza. Yeah. Who's the better shortstop, not by a little bit, but by and a And he's going to play third. And he's not going to play shortstop. And it's going to piss yes. me off. They will, the, the Yankees work, Brian Cashman specifically, works solely on ego, yeah. which is so bizarre. They're not going to demote Volpe because it's going to look bad. Yep. He's going to play shortstop because it's marketable. They are keeping Donaldson because they don't want to cut with the money. And they think even scouts at this point are like, he has no bad speed. He's done. He's washed just, up. Just get rid of him. There's no value in keeping him. He's, he's gone at the end of the year. Just eat the fucking money. It's not like you're eating years right. and years. Eat the money. So they're going to end up putting Peraza either probably at third, because even if you bench DJL, even if you trade labor, like that's the only way you'd see Peraza at second. I think they'll put him at third. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, they've got Peraza and maybe Florial as internal options, but they don't have a lot of money to trade, like to acquire guys. And they don't have any, really any big prospects they can part with. Like maybe Everson Pereira have, is having a nice season at 22 and he's healthy. I don't think they trade Wells. I don't think they trade Peraza. I don't think they trade Dominguez. Maybe a full so, Wells right now. So you're looking at. Will Warren, <laughs> like Randy Vasquez, they need those guys because Severino, Montez are heading into free agency. I feel like there's a third one there I'm forgetting. Yeah, no, the Yang- I, I think Austin Wells is probably as much as an untouchable prospect right now. Yeah. He's hitting. He's left-handed. he's left-handed, he's hitting, and he's actually getting better defensively on, as a catcher. Right. So they can't trade their top prospects. They don't have the money to acquire a bad contract or even to acquire a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Now, the bullpen, I have no worries about. Ian Hamilton's back. Trevino and Loisano, we don't even know if they're coming back and don't even need them, quite frankly. But it would be great to have them. Um, and then they've got all those arms I listed as starting rotation depth that can maybe join the bullpen, like Schmidt would be a good example. Yep. The pitching staff, I do not have worries about. It is solely the offense, and I don't think there's enough to fix it. But the Blue Jays are also a topic of the night has been weird. The Blue Jays are weird. I don't know why they're so okay. They're not good. I don't know why. I mean, they they like to party and dance and do all the wonderful things like if they're actually a really good team. I'm sticking with the theory they're immature. I re- like I know no, it, it's totally animal. No, no, they are. They are. They they run yeah. they run that clubhouse. Yeah. They are 11th in runs, which is just okay. I mean, the Yankees are much worse, but they're they they don't have the juggernaut offense again. Second year in a row, they just don't have a juggernaut offense and should because that core is ridiculous. But their ERA is 13th. So I mean, they're like they're not a bad. They're just okay across the board. It's so weird. 
Yeah, they, the Yankees ERA, by the way, as a team is ninth, which is less than I would like, worse than I would think. Oh, sorry, that's June. Hold on, hold on. Let me amend both. The Yankees have the third best ERA in baseball in general, and the Blue Jays are twelfth. So for as big of an advantage the Blue Jays have offensively, the Yankees have pitching wise right yeah, now. I was about to say the Yankees is actually really good pitching. But my point still stands for me that the Blue Jays have more options at the deadline. And they've got a couple of arms that are like big time arms in that farm system. So I that's that's where I see it. I think the Angels will fall off, but I think the Jays and Yankees are going to be in a dogfight for the last playoff spot. Not and I'm me. not comfortable. Not me. But I will say whoever wins that last playoff spot has a bye week into the DS yeah. because they're playing the Central. The Central, yep. And then when they reach the DS, should be interesting. They're going to play the Rays, who, as we just established, I'm not like that afraid of. See, and the fun part of that is that it's, it, the, there's things that happen that you can't dictate because of you know, the previous two or three games. So, yeah, you're playing the Rays, but what are you playing the Rays? Did they have to spend all their pitching? Did they, their bullpen get taxed? Did, you know, did uh, did their ace have to go two of the, the five games? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, those are the fun parts, you know, like, you know, is, is Garrett Cole coming off of uh, pitching two games already? You know, those, those right. are all the little intricacies because when you, when you think playoff matchups, you think, you know, your standard one, two, three guys, and then, but that's not how it happens. You know, if you don't win your division, which is why I don't understand why people don't take their division serious, you can't set your team up. Yeah. If you, you don't like when I do this, but if you think this thought through, <laughs> you're looking at, I'm guessing Garrett Cole pitching game two, right? Because of the way that the play in three would go. Yeah. Uh, and then you're probably looking at like a, like a Nestor Cortez pitching game one. And, but then you're looking at like a Rodon and Severino after that in some order. So I, I think it, it depends on who pitches game two, because whoever pitches game two, you know, is going to get two starts as well as whoever pitches game one. Right. So the so, Yankees really wouldn't be that disadvantaged. Right. Even if the Rays set their rotation, because the Rays rotation, McClanahan, last now if he's healthy, but then you're looking at like Zach Eflin, Taj Bradley, Yanni Torino's, like, or even a bullpen game because that's or, yeah, or a bullpen game. So the Yankees are gonna have a rotation in that hypothetical. I mean, they're gonna have a rotational advantage in that hypothetical, and the Rays are gonna have the managing. This is the other thing with the Yankees; they will blow one of those games from poor management. It's happened every single series I can think of since Boone's been here. I go, let's, let's play that game. It's a fun game to play. 2018 ALDS. He leaves CC in too long. <laughs> and they lose that game. Game four. That was the decider. I want to play this game. I, yeah. <laughs> 2019 ALCS. He takes Tanaka out at 68 pitches in six innings. The bullpen then gets overworked from a terrible game two wasn't and loses game a, three as well. Wasn't there a call he didn't challenge that was like egregious? Or was that 2020? That was 2017 Girardi with Lindor. No, that, that I remember. I remember that one. Okay. When we play Cleveland. There yeah. might have been. It I'm, almost sure, I'm almost sure Boone didn't challenge something that was like obvious. 2020 was when 
when he went to the opener and didn't tell them they were opening. Now, 2021, I guess, is the one exception because we didn't have a playoff series. We only had the game, Garrett Cole pitching on one leg. Red Sox were a much better team, whatever, fine. That team wasn't very good anyway. And then last year, he, he's not going to ch- – well, the Indian, the Guardians were the better example. He blew yeah. that game three. He went to Clark Schmidt twice with the game on the line and arrested bullpen. And then you get to the ALCS, which was a total disaster, but he, you know, wasn't great there either. So classed in every facet of the game in the ALCS. Yeah. So the Yankees are going to lose one game to the Rays if they played them in an ALDS because of Aaron Boone. But they've got game three and probably game four, depending on how that rotation falls, advantages pitching-wise. Yeah. And and I wouldn't necessarily take McClanahan and Glasnow over Cole and whatever number two you want to say the Yankees have. If it's Cole and Rodon, I don't. Right. And Cole, historically in the playoffs, owns the race for whatever reason. I think, he's I think McClanahan is the best of the bunch, right? And I mean, you can argue Cole, yeah. but I think McClanahan is the best of the bunch. And then it's uh, Cole, Rodon, Rodon and then you like Severino and Glass now. You know, Sevi, Sevi's weird, man. Sevi can have like a fucking complete game shutout or just yeah. get bombed. Like, yeah. So I think, I, I'm, game, taking, I think I'm taking Nestor over Glass now. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, uh, not Nestor. I, I got to see what, what Nestor comes back. I would. He's not a guy I like in the playoffs because he's kind of like. Because he his stuff doesn't. He doesn't have blowaway stuff, and his long. It doesn't make sense that he can do what he does. That's why. He's he, like Brew and Mario Tennis. Like he's like a he's a deceptive guy. <laughs> That's not a dude I'm playing in a tennis match. Yeah, you know, I'm going I get to it. I, I get it, but <laughs> it works. You know, it yeah. works. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what's intriguing to me about the AL is that <laughs> right now the Rays and Rangers are the class of the AL. We don't really trust either of them. No. Um, the Astros are the favorites in my mind, and they're having a really poor start by their standards. I think the real discussion is if the Braves don't win a title, is it a disappointment? And I would say yes. The one thing I'll say about the Braves, if Pedro were here, I know he'd bring it up too. Their rotation has had a lot of injuries. I get it. it. But it's not like a juggernaut all-time great rotation going on over there. But to your other point, that offense is a machine. It's really good. And they do have – I'm looking at the depth chart just <clears throat> to remind myself. I don't know when Freed's coming back or if. Kyle Wright, they're both on the 60-day I.L. Charlie Morton's 100 years old, so I put him in the Verlander-Scherzer category. I don't know what he's going to have by October. Strider's a stud. You never know with a young kid making playoff game starts. Elder's been fantastic, but he's never pitched in the playoffs. The bullpen's been good. But then the offense is just, I mean, Sean Murphy, elite. Matt Olson, elite. Ozzy Albies, elite. Austin Riley, elite. Shortstop, all right. RC is not elite, but then your outfield is, you know, Michael Harris, Ronald Acuna, and Eddie Rosario. Is is Grissom ever getting called up? 
I was asked, I asked my friend who's a Braves fan about that yesterday. And I guess the organization really hates his defense. He's bad, but I guess they're just like, no, figure your shit out. And we're just going to keep winning games here. I think it's that, yeah, the A, they can afford not to call him up. B, he, I think they've decided he's not a shortstop. And that's really the only offensive hole you can plug him into. We we said that before the season started. The, The right move was to transition him to second base. Yeah. But then Albies is there, and he's locked up. So you can move Albies. But where? Albies like, right? is, is an athlete. You can't. No, I have no doubt his his ability. It's just like where, like everywhere else, is so good. Even Ozuna, who was awful, has turned it on and is starting to hit home runs now and and whatnot. So I don't know. It, it's it's like funny. What talent? When when the Marlins traded their amazing ass outfield Felipe and I had this back and forth he liked Yelich's bat more and I liked Osuna's bat and I think one year Osuna was the better guy and then Yelich went off and had that tear and then Osuna was good again and now they just both suck yeah and then Uh, you throw in Stanton all three of them suck yeah exactly yeah it's crazy how that worked out um so Derek Jeter was right. I would after say all. yes. Yes, it's disappointing. I don't think it would be shocking. I, I, if the '96 Braves can lose, this team can certainly escape. I, I think the Braves are in Yankees territory. You either win the World Series or it's a disappointment. The team's built to win a World Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you have to, especially you won the World Series two years ago. It's not like this is some up and coming team. You've been a you've been a, a World Series contender now for three years. Yeah. So, yeah, yes, it would be disappointing. I kind of first interpreted that question like, does anyone else have a chance of winning the World Series? I would say yes. But it's certainly like they're the favorites right now, and I don't think you can debate that. Like, I think if you tell me the Yankees made it to the ALCS and lost again, I mean, that's what I'm expected. If you tell me the Astros made it to the World Series and lost, I get it. Um you, you can put teams there and say they lost in the ALCS, NLCS, or World Series, and I'm like, okay, the Braves, if they get there and they don't win, it's 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 a failure to me. Yeah, no, I can see that. Um, yeah, I, they're they're built to win the World Series this year. I, I think that. By the way, the Yankees' next six games: Oakland and, and St. Louis. I'm not staying up for that shit. This is where the rubber meets the road for me. And I've been very down, as everyone in baseball life knows about the Yankees. Um, I don't think they're a good team. I think they're going to Yankee their way into a plus 500 record. But you want to tell me this team went to 85, 86 games, I'd believe you. Um, And I'm tired. I'm just, I'm tired at this point. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I'm tired of hearing about if this guy comes back healthy and if this guy starts hitting and if this other guy comes back, I'm just, I'm over it. It's, it's been frustrating. Years. Yeah. yeah. Like we're not talking about one year of bad luck or two, even 2019 when they won hundred plus games, they had a ton of injuries that year. They were winning in spite of their health. Yeah. So basically ever since Boone's tenure, this team has been nonstop injured and I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm not expecting it because it doesn't work out that way. Like, we got our, we got healthy last year, and then DJ Allen King got hurt, and we're out for the year and missed the playoffs. You want to uh, hear missed the ALCS. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. In the next six games, the Yankees are playing three former Yankees. Like pitching wise, yeah. 
JP Sears, Jordan Montgomery, and oh, what's his face? James Carillion. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. He's basically their entire rotation is he former Yankees, so it's not hard to guess that, but um if the Yankees don't win five games of these next six, my opinion has not changed. I was going to say they, they should probably win all six. Yeah, they go five and one or better. Because here's the thing. And then you, you get four. You get four in Baltimore, by the way. Yeah, that's a big series. Yankees have to start building momentum. Yeah. And they have to prove they can beat the two of the worst teams in baseball. Then without you get the Cubs. Sorry, you get three with the Cubs after that. It's this is I remember looking at this in the beginning of the year. This is the only light part of the entire schedule for the Yankees. Only part of the entire year where I could say they've got like two to three weeks of just not good teams. Oh, wow. Yeah, because then we go to Colorado. Mm -hmm. Angels, Kansas City, two with the Mets. So that means we'll split. Yeah, and I didn't anticipate that the Mets would be bad. But yeah, and then from there you have Baltimore, Tampa Bay and Houston. That's when it gets hard again. Yep. So Actually, let me rephrase Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Houston, White Sox, Marlins, Braves, Boston. Which who knows? Those four are total toss-ups to yeah. me. Um it's not gonna be easy. No, so they have they have like that's the point I'm getting at. They have to take advantage of this part of the schedule without Aaron Judge and win consistently and build a lead because it gets hard. Now I don't know when Judge is coming back. But they do have the all-star break, and they do have about, you know, 15 or 20 games here against teams that aren't that good. They can get And this is the season to me. They've got to build up a lead, and then you have to hope Judge comes back. Rodon should be back by then, so the rotation should be stellar and continue to do well. They can get real fat in this stretch. Bader's back. Yeah. So, right. So this, this, this to me is it. If they go on a run here, and it starts with these first six games because they're the easiest. If they go on a run here, you can start to sway me into more of your line of thinking, which is like, if they make the playoffs, what's stopping them from the ALCS? Because I could, I could buy into that. I'm telling you, that's what, that's the way it's going to go. For now, I, I'm just not there. The team is just too inconsistent. We're going to get so instead of that big splash trade that everyone's always looking for, we're going to get that Brian Cashman trade. That you look, we haven't seen that. We were like, why? Who the fuck is this guy? And then he why do we trade for this, and he and he outperforms everyone's expectation. We do, we get, we do it every year. We don't do. We didn't do it last year though. <laughs> Or the year before that, really. No, like Rizzo that did is not when we got, is when we got Wandy and we got Holmes. All right, fine. But I am talking hitters. Brian Cashman huh. has not brought an unexpected hitter who performed here in like like Matt Car- five Matt years. Matt Carpenter? He wasn't a deadline deal, though. He was a no, free agent. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was a fucking... Yeah, uh, look, Billy McKinney and Jake Bowers are performing, so we still get that. Mike Talkman was performing before that. I mean, we still get those guys, but I'm talking. Remember the fights I would have with Yankee fans about Mike Talkman? Yes. Back in the majors, baby. Oh, my God. Um, my point is it, it's a it's a circular thinking, right? Like they need they need a hitter or two a at the deadline. Preferably. The pitching I don't really care about. I already I already like our pitching as it gets healthy. Uh, they need a hitter or two at the deadline, and Cashman has not brought over productive hitters. 
even with more assets. We're gonna go then it leaves account. internally what he has. And this idiot does not want to use his own options. I, I don't know what it takes for him to trust his own farm system, which he won't trade pieces for. No, I get it. I, I, I don't agree with any of that. Yeah. So that's my problem. It, it solely comes down to the Yankees offense. And for two of these three months, Henry, they have scored under four runs a game on average. Two of the three months, this, that's that's real. That's worst in baseball, bad. 23rd worst offense in April, 30th worst offense in June. Yeah, worst offense in June. I had mentioned that when you disappeared on us. Yeah. So, yes, Aaron, Aaron Judge, if you don't get Aaron Judge back, you have no chance. But even if you do get Aaron Judge back, it's not a good playoff offense. It still needs two bats, probably. Because <laughs> the other problem is that, like, the Bowers and McKinney's of the world disappear as they get healthier. So, I mean, I'm so you're going to think I'm crazy, but you know what happens in October? Stanton, yeah, you know, Stanton puts on that the uniform, and Stanton just becomes a whole, and and it's it's so fucking mental. It's but so Judge doesn't. That's my problem. Yeah, like, yes, it, it. If one of those two guys hits, that's fine with me. Yeah. Rizzo. Depends if he's healthy. You know, I I trust him in big spots, but only if he's healthy. And we kind of never know at this point. We don't know what DJ Lemayhew is anymore. He's a, he's another. I mean, last year it was only being down DJ really. Yeah. When they didn't hit it. This year, you don't know if Judge is healthy. You don't know if Stanton's going to hit, Rizzo's going to hit, or DJ's going to hit. Yep. I, I can't buy in. I they have to win consistently against bad teams right now, and then they need Judge back and have to start winning against good teams. Yeah, this is their stretch to do it. It is. They've got, they've got, this is it. I, I mean, this is it. Uh, I will, and thankfully, it leads into the trade deadline. Yeah. I don't know that the Yankees will necessarily be sellers by the trade deadline, even if they go 500 between now and the end of the end of next month. I don't think they'll be sellers. I think we have a clog at like rule five guys. So I wouldn't be surprised to see those kind of guys move. Those kinds of trades. Yeah. Um, But at least they'll have a really firm idea as to what they are. I think by the end of next month, they won't be in limbo. So it's a weird season. I don't, I don't feel any, like, I don't feel, besides the Braves, who I'm like, all right, well, in the beginning of the year, I didn't know if Acuna was going to stay healthy. I didn't know, you know, if the Braves were going to pull away from the Mets at this point. Now we know everything we need to know about the Braves. Yeah, I can firmly say that the Rays are a playoff team. And that's really it. I don't feel any better about having any answers to anything. I tell you, the last two weeks of the season should be fun. Schedule wise, or you're just saying you think it'll be that close? I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be close. I think those teams that don't normally have pressure on them is going to feel the pressure, and you want to see how they perform. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to get our Randy and Rosarena type stars that just you know rise to the occasion, and I just I love to see it. Yeah. <clears throat> By the way, real quick before we sign off, just uh, going through the scores tonight. Some of these crack me up. So Kevin Gaussman for the Jays, six innings, one run, 12 strikeouts. Jays down three, nothing in the ninth. Uh, Cardinals, Lee, Cardinals with Valdez starting for the Astros, 
lead them 4-2 in the eighth. I'll take it. The Phillies are all over the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs, again, this is the other, like, I just, they're just such a classic, we're going to play, we're going to compete and sometimes dominate bad teams, but, man, I don't trust them against good good or hot teams. Um, Diamondbacks, 3-0 over the Rays in the first. Corbin Carroll, three-run home run. Off of... Tosh Bradley, that's not surprising. And the Reds, delayed with the Orioles, lead them 2-1. Your series, Matt McLean, the Matt McLean show, RBI double and a home run, 2-1 <laughs> Reds. What? So, you want to know where this is completely off topic because this is what I do. Um, you know what was fun to me? I think it was Saturday night. Was it Sunday? Saturday or Sunday? Yeah. The, car, the Rockies just absolutely got the shit beat out of them by the angels <laughs> yes 28 25 runs on 28 hits yep and this and this is baseball and still won the series yeah no i know it, that i saw a man. graphic it was like they got outscored like a shitload of runs to and and still win the series that's just that's the beauty of baseball well you know what also happened well first of all the angels led like 16 nothing in the fourth which yeah. was crazy um, the same thing happened in the College World Series, which congratulations, LSU Tigers. They just won the College World Series yesterday. LSU won in like 11 innings against the Gators in game one by a run. The Gators then beat them like 22 to four in game two. And then LSU beat the Gators like 18 to four in game three. So the Gators outscored them, but LSU won the series yes. and they both had double digit victories. You got to love this game. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll have to pick a time in July. Yeah. Uh, make this happen. But Probably that's toward we're... the end because I'm on vacation. Um, and I think you're on vacation in July, right? Yes. The yeah. entire second half, pretty much. So, uh, well, actually, I'll tell you this sneak peek Wednesday, July 19th. <laughs> I yeah. might be able to make work if you're free. That might work. Okay, well, let's we'll we'll look towards July nineteenth. I think I get back a couple of days before that, so that works. Okay, yeah. If it's not that, it would be probably the first week of August. And so. if cruise ships has strong Wi-Fi, I would do it from the cruise because I'm just that kind of fucking guy. I'm gonna fuck. Yeah, yo, a true I've, warrior. I've jumped in a pool for you, motherfuckers, before. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for joining. We will see you next month. This has been Dong City. Everyone, have a great night. Dong City, bitches.